Today's TribCast is presented by NRG. At NRG, we're changing the way people think about and use energy. Find out how at NRG.com. Texas talking, oh, what was that that you said? Texas talking, ah, gonna hoop upside your head. Texas talking, tell me who can you trust when Texas guys are Hello, this is Gilberto Nojosa, chairman of the Texas Democratic Party. Thank you all for tuning in and welcome to this week's TribCast. I'm very appreciative of all the hardworking staff at the Texas Tribune and Evan Smith. I look forward to seeing many of you at our state convention this week. And now here's your host, Emily Ramshaw. Thank you. This is Emily Ramshaw here with the TribCast for the third week of June. I'm joined by the uh, delinquent and now returned CEO, Evan Smith. I, I was, uh, it was West Coast is the best coast. I'm just going to say that right there. That's a little <laughs> problematic considering you're the CEO of the Texas Tribune. This is not an actual coast. Right. Stop well, by- yeah, the Gulf Coast <laughs> Stop, is the stop coast. buying yeah. into the brand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, executive editor, Ross Ramsey. Howdy. Uh, and reporter, Patrick Svitek. Hello. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? You can't see Patrick's uh, Cheetos here, <laughs> hidden under the table. It's true. We were just in his expense report. We were just reviewing the kinds of things Patrick ate on the campaign trail now that he's home and very svelte. I think that I think the EatCast, the Patrick EatCast, would be a pretty good Facebook Live video. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going Patrick, to. Patrick eats gas. Very sad. Very sad. Everybody will go off their meal for a couple of weeks. And now I'm going to have beef turkey. All right. Now that you're all laughing, we're going to switch gears and talk about Orlando. Okay. Right. Uh, Way to bring the room down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So let's let's start with obviously the somber news that we all already know, which is that a, a crazed gunman pledging allegiance to ISIS, who may or may not have frequented this gay bar in Orlando, went in over the weekend and shot it up. Don't, and don't we know that he did? What ca- that he frequented? He either frequented it or he was casing the place. He occasionally did. Right, he right. was there at least a couple times. Right. right, so hard to know. But I mean, I think obviously this is a national story that has reverberated around the country. You know, how how does this news play in Texas, which is you know super pro gun rights and where our elected officials are not exactly you know all for expanding gay rights here? I, I think it plays politically kind of like your social media streams probably did starting on Sunday. You know, everybody sort of ran into their political corners and began punching, including a lot of elected officials and. You know, you know, the political lines in these kinds of debates are sort of well known and pretty well established. You know, whenever we get one of these, it's like, you know, what, and one of the things that is interesting in that light about Orlando is that you can hit any button you want. It was a gay club. It was Latin night. It was a, an, a, Mus, a Muslim, apparently a Muslim shooter who may or may not have been associated with the Islamic State. He obviously was watching it. I'm not sure they were watching him. Uh, he was Although on. Happy to come in behind. He was him. on yeah, federal. Right. He was on Cheering. federal radar. ISIS and, and observing the Mark White right. rule. You know, shoot whatever moves, claim whatever falls. Right. He's, he's right. on the FBI list, and nothing ever happened. He used an assault rifle. I mean, there are so many buttons to hit, and people are all hitting them. I mean, you know, it's, right. um, I guess the famous one here is Dan Patrick. Yes, famous. Explain. So the lieutenant governor um, had a, a very poorly timed uh, social media post on Sunday morning that said. Well, and it was it was actually it came out as I understand it right at five o'clock while this thing was still going on in Orlando, 
yeah. Dan Patrick's. Um, well, it came out as a lot of journalists were waking up to, to right, read about exactly. right. <laughs> yeah. what was going on overnight. He, he had a quote from Galatians, and it was basically a reap what you sow quote. And and in light, in, in the context of the shooting, it looked like a horrible thing to say. Dan Patrick and his aides say it was scheduled to run on Thursday and just ran automatically. It wasn't scheduled with this thing in mind. Scheduled. They scheduled it on Thursday. They, they scheduled right. it on Thursday to run. to run on right. Sunday morning. But, and, right. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, one of the interesting aspects of this is, you know, there's been a big fight over whether he intended it or not. I don't think you can get to the bottom of that. I think, you know, given the time of day that it posted, I'm inclined to think that they didn't intend it. And he was but, traveling internationally. And anybody who runs social media, I mean, it was like a pre-made card. You look, know? If they didn't you, exactly if run you, it back in the sense of, you know, um, but, yeah, we admit this looks bad. They if never you said follow, that. If you follow any of these elected, and Patrick, I know you do, and I do, and I believe Emily Roth do as well. If you follow on a regular basis these elected officials, not just Dan Patrick, but the whole coterie of Republican statewide leaders on Facebook, and you get, as I do, and I believe others at this table do, an email collecting their social media posts for the previous 24 hours. If you get up midday Sunday and you look at the social media posts of state elected officials every weekend, it is one Bible verse after another. Mm -hmm. I say that not pejoratively at all. It is simply a fact. It's the Sunday morning gospel according to official Texas. It is the Sunday morning gospel according to Facebook and official Texas. And Mm -hmm. the reality is it is entirely plausible that Dan Patrick's team scheduled this tweet on Thursday not being able to look in the future and realize that they were going to step in shit on Sunday. It's not more. It's more than entirely plausible. It's it's almost certain that that's what happened. And so yeah. I actually am in a position. I, I look. I of course read Patrick's story. Was happy to see that we had had a discussion on our site about this. And I thought to myself, quite honestly, I would defend Dan Patrick here. I don't believe Dan Patrick. I, I buy the idea. Ross's column of yesterday that Dan Patrick, in some respects, is reaping what he sowed. Right. In that people were not inclined to take his word for it simply because of Dan Patrick's statements well, and, and actions right. in the past. I mean, you post but, something yeah. like that. And what was compelling about this narrative is that it wasn't like beyond uh, belief. I mean, that's the thing. When the problem you... <laughs> wasn't that it was that it was implausible. Right. The problem was that it was plausible. And that right. Bible verse for anybody who follows this kind of stuff is, you know, that's a dog whistle verse for anything mm-hmm. having to do with, you know, with homosexuals, uh, you know, in the Bible. It's I mean, a that's a coincidence. I'll say that for a, sure. A terrible coincidence. Well, and they didn't, you know, the the explanations were more in the realm of explanation than apology. They didn't say, you know, this this looks terrible, and if we would never have said this. Yeah, afterwards, I did. Yeah. And, you know, they said, "How can they?" Yeah. Did say a kind of a, "How can you doubt us?" I mean, they, they eventually said they regret the timing. I believe yeah, is the timing is unfortunate. So Alan, um, you, you got Alan Blake more pretty early that day. Sure, I think he was accessible to a lot of reporters that morning, at, at least at some point. Yeah, he probably got yanked out of church. I mean, if Dan Patrick was traveling, yeah. poor well, Alan you know, Blake more got stuck the, with it. I think believe Dan Patrick talked to the statesman later in the he day. Did, from yeah, yeah. He did, yeah, did later in the morning. And, and, I, yeah. and I will say this: I, I, here is where I walk up to the line of defending this and go, "Well, come on! I mean, this seems entirely consistent with it." And then I go, "Okay, I'm not going to walk past this point." Dan Patrick said, "Anybody who suggested that this was anything other than normal." They're the ones who are acting irresponsible. Yeah, I mean, it's right. typical right. kind of combative. Step off. Okay, <laughs> step off. You have to sit and acknowledge the optics of this. It was a plausible. Realize, I mean, it, he right. said stuff that's not far from I, that in the past. I, I, so I'm willing to. You I'm willing stepped to take, in it. Just say you stepped yeah, in. I'm right. willing to take at face value right. that it was pre-scheduled and that it was not what it appeared to be. But the problem is, 
you do reap on social media with pre-scheduled tweets what you sow. Right. All of us went back to our social media staff. Because you don't know what's going to, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think this, every, a lot of people have been in the situation. And by the way, part B of this is if it's got your name on it, it's yours. Right. I don't want to hear staff did this. The fish rots from the head. I don't want to hear staff did this. this, Right. 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 I mean, so has the co- what has the, the conversation? The statement said, "I am actually on an island right now." Yeah. Right. So has there been? I mean, has there been any kind of semblance of a gun rights conversation? You know, I, in Texas in the aftermath of this. Uh, not or is really. It all I mean, just you know, an like ISIS I say, the people sort of went into their normal corners. I'm interested to see. You know, whether we hear anything about this and what we hear at the Democratic Convention in San Antonio over the weekend. But, you know, the I gun you're going to hear a ton about the it. gun fight hasn't really been there. You know, the the stuff that I've seen in my own feeds on on Facebook and on Twitter has been more in the realm of can you believe Dan Patrick said this yeah. A and B? Don't you think it was intentional A or, you know. Intentional I, or not, and and that right. seems to be the argument. Yeah. I, I haven't even really received or even seen any social media beyond Dan Patrick from Republicans or Democrats, elected officials in Texas, right. weighing in on it. I yeah. mean, I, I can't think of anyone. I think after Dan Patrick, yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, right. well, put the away. Patrick, to say, <laughs> even Sid Miller. <laughs> right. uh, we yeah. have we have a question <laughs> right. on from our Facebook audience asking why is it even okay for an elected official to constantly tweet Bible verses from an official account? <laughs> it's not because, an official account. Right. It's not an official account. A, it's his and, campaign and, account. It has this yeah. thing that mm-hmm. looks like a seal, yeah. and a lot of people think it's a state account. It's not a state account. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just it. That was actually on, on Twitter. That was the main response I was getting from journalists and followers of mine from out of Texas. Yeah, and I'm like, your Don't lawmakers you know, this tweet is, yeah, Bible exactly, verses? Exactly. <laughs> we're like, uh, yes. <laughs> right. Is the Pope Catholic? I yeah. do expect, though, that the uh, that at the Democratic Convention, what you may hear about, if not Dan Patrick specifically, is you are going to hear a conversation around guns. And I think it's, it's an interesting conversation to have because, look, this guy bought the guns legally. Right. And there seemed to have been, based on news reporting, <clears throat> Lots of predicates that would have given anybody pause about the the uh, intelligence of giving this person access to a gun based on threats he'd made and, and other stuff. But the law is the law is the law. Now, what I expect you're going to hear next is a conversation around whether, in fact, um, allowing people on no-fly lists to buy guns. This right. was the Obama argument in the town right. hall the other night, right? I had a Republican member of the legislature who shall go unnamed say to me over the last couple of days, I'm ready to have that conversation. This is a strongly Second Amendment. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump is having that, and that conversation right. today. That conversation right this second with the NRA. <laughs> right. You know, the question has always been, where is the room for people who are strongly Second Amendment to move a tiny bit in the direction of acknowledging that perhaps there's something that we can be doing that we're not well, doing? Well, there is a question here about if this guy was on sort of a, you know, I don't know how to characterize this other than to say FBI's watch list of some right. kind. Right. How is he still certified as a security guard? Yeah, How is he right? buying weapons? It's like well, not only is he a security guard, but working for the government. I mean, right. he was but, actually in a position. He wasn't like he was a security guard at you know at the Cheetos factory where Patrick shops. <laughs> We're talking about a security <laughs> guard. He it was like government stuff. I'm not sure, he shops at the factory. It's, it's an outlet store. Well, yeah. you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're so cheap. You're so cheap. You're so cheap that you reject his expense reports when he when he buys full price Cheetos. He can yeah. only buy seconds. Yeah. Right. On the right. Uh, well, speaking of Trump. There's a new Bloomberg poll out that is showing uh, Trump is uh, not even close these days to Hillary Clinton. Evan, tell us about the down numbers. by 12 points. This is Ann Seltzer of the famous uh, Iowa poll, uh, poll for the Des Moines Register for many years, and now polls for uh, for Bloomberg. 
uh, viewed widely to be a credible pollster. Credible pollster is a little bit like jumbo shrimp. It can be an oxymoron these days, but let's acknowledge that this person is perceived to be a credible pollster and has uh, 4735. Uh, uh, it's a 12-point lead. Is that right? 47. It's a national yeah. poll, though, right? It's a national poll. 4937. Probably 4937. It's a national. We're not poll. Good, that good at math. It's a national. <laughs> I, I just say national polls don't matter. Right, no, it's it. not a national election. If it were a national election, Al Gore would be president. There's right. 50 state elections. I accept that. But if we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm uh, dancing with the girl that brung me, as the great pollster Daryl Royal would have said. And if we're going to talk about national polls, we're going to talk about national polls. 12-point lead is a 12-point yeah, lead. Yes, yeah, so shut up, Ross. A 12-point lead is a 12-point lead. He is losing to, by 12 points to Hillary Clinton at this point. Right. In the in a hugely polarized country. And and Governor Potsmoke from New Mexico has nine points in this. Yeah. Governor uh, Gary Johnson mm-hmm. has nine points in this poll. Well, all you need to do is look at Abby Livingston's uh, and Annie Daniels right. story today on today. our site to know why this is. I mean, That's so great. She, she did. New, basically, Abby wanted to find out where every member of Texas congressional delegation, right. all the Republicans uh, landed on Trump and. You know, it took her like a couple of weeks to pin these folks down because they avoided her like the plague. You have a whole right. bunch of people who say, I'm going to vote for the nominee, but they won't say his name. They won't even say his name. Forget about saying loud. radical Islamism. Say Donald Trump. It's, right. kind, of like, right? it's yeah. kind of like going in and saying, hey, let's play Twister. <laughs> they're right. so, they're so doing all kinds of things. I'm going to vote for the nominee the or and... I'm going to support him, but I'm not going to endorse him. What right. kind of shit is that? Yeah. Right. right. I'm Honestly, going to vote for the, him, but it's not an endorsement. The contortions right? that are required, as Ross says, like Twister or like gymnastics that are required to, to say I'm going to support him, but I'm not going to endorse right. him. Right. In some ways, the people I respect on that list the most are the ones who are saying, I'm going to support him. Just yeah. just say what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, you own it. Some of them wouldn't even respond to her. It's the version of the Pottery Barn rule. He broke it, you bought it. Right? right? <laughs> That's what it is. And some and the only one who actually would not respond really was Ted Poe. Right. But the rest of them have either said, I'm supporting him. Right. Or they've said, uh, fine. Or they've kind of been like, I'm not going to say yeah, I don't know if we're going to get to this, but I mean, you even see that with his upcoming trip to Texas later this week. Let's I mean, get to it. I mean, there is he's the the presumptive Republican presidential nominee is coming to Texas for two days. He's going to be having three fundraisers. He can't find a place to have a rally. Right. <laughs> he can't find a place to have a rally. There's not even like a, you know a, a lone state lawmaker you can call up and, and get details on. There's no cheerleader for him in the state at this point. Where's Katrina I mean, Pearson? <laughs> exactly. Are I mean, there, she's from are Dallas. There st- you know, I wonder if we shouldn't do a version of that story. This is essentially like you know the camera on and the news. <laughs> Room right. in the editorial I wonder if we shouldn't do the same with the 150 and the 31. Oh my God! Or the number, or the 99 and the 20. Sweet Jesus! Where are you on <laughs> Trump? Because Patrick, how many state legislators are going? Oh, the nominee's coming! Oh, yeah. great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash right. my hair and exactly. get out my ball gown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not aware of any state legislators who were fired most, up to go to the, either of yeah. these things. Most of the state legislators did not go to the. Texas Republican Convention in Dallas. Right. Yeah. The week yeah. after Cruz and got especially out. I mean, they, the were, ones, they were, they were, you know, they were notably yeah. absent. Especially the ones who are within a mile of being in a competitive election. And let's acknowledge they were not within a mile of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, right. There are, not, didn't go there are not many. There are not many Republicans who are in anything yeah. approaching competitive elections. But I thought it was notable and not surprising that Will Hurd, who is in the one of the thirty-six c- congressional races right. that is competitive. Is Won't not do it. saying. Oh, for, of course not. I mean, he's well, probably he in and, one of the most Pete competitive. Are each going to try to wrap the other? Well, well, Will Hurd has said where he is. He's well. He hasn't oh. said that he's going to support Trump. He said. Yeah, he, he said he's hold with. He said I'm withholding. Yeah. My, I've got right. seven yeah, yeah, months, yeah. and I want to see. I do if I were yeah. him too. Which, quite honestly, yeah. is 
a necessity politically, yeah. presumably, and that you know Rick Galindo, I'd who was in another. On it. Oh, in, I would too. Rick Galindo, yeah. who's in a very competitive, maybe the most competitive. Mm-hmm. Of the legislative one races. of them, certainly, one yeah. of them in San Antonio against his uh, the previous occupant of that seat, Philip Cortez, who's trying to to win it back, uh, didn't even go to the Republican convention. Right, right. Yeah. That describes most of out. the Republicans in Texas. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, right. you know, yeah. most so, of the Republican office holders. I mean, in so Texas. what is his? Is this largely a fundraising trip? Because he's clearly not rallying. Yeah, I mean, the of point support. of him coming to Texas is for fundraising. This is part of his first kind of uh, batch of uh, joint fundraisers between his campaign and the RNC. So and they're like, still on in light of all the fundraisers, as far as I know, are, are right. still on. They're going to be happening um, Thursday in Dallas and then on Friday in San Antonio and then Houston. Um, and, you know, we've seen, I mean, Texas is obviously there's a lot of a lot of wealth in Texas, especially political wealth. And so we've seen some of the, the major money people step up. But I think he's certainly far from coalescing the entire kind of like finance, political finance class in Texas. Right. And so what's the story on rallies? I mean, is he looking for a spot to hold one if people turn sure, it down? Sure. According to, to Beth Ann Dine. Should yeah. Be yeah. Down. <laughs> according to Even different Beth cities. Ann, well, yeah. Beth Ann Dine was a Carly Fiorina supporter who, well, let's acknowledge, but, yeah, has not come back and endorsed a Trump. A conservative yeah. mayor of Irving. Right? Yeah. A super yeah, conservative. Give sure. us the background on this. Sure. So it looks like at least two cities, Irving and Grand Prairie, were approached about possibly holding a, a public event for Trump on Thursday while he was in the Dallas area, while he is in the Dallas area, and they turned him down. Um, there was a statement last night from Irving. They said they didn't have enough time to make sure that they could ensure the safety of all of all guests. Um, and this morning, the, the Grand Prairie Police Department um, gave me a statement that said something to the extent of is just too little time to organize something of this scale. Um, some of the protest organizers are claiming, you know, Trump is uh, some of these cities are, are you know, um, afraid, afraid or you know, yeah, Trump right. is waiting to the last minute to schedule it so he doesn't tip off protesters. Honestly, based on what I've heard, it seems just more like campaign incompetence, not securing events, <laughs> right. not securing right. venues, you know, ahead of time. There's been criticism of the Trump campaign for being insufficiently staffed and insufficiently competent. Right. But it is also absolutely the case that there have been rallies at which significant violence and other BS sure. has yeah. occurred. And if you're Grand Prairie or Irving, why do you want that? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have. I, I mean, I I can accept that there may be a legitimate public safety issue having nothing at all to do with politics. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. For that, right? Let oh, me yeah. come, Can I come back to the poll for one second? Sure. The, no. the great thing about this election is he may be the only one she can beat, and she may be the only one he can beat. Right. You know, we still are talking about two unbelievably unpopular, relatively speaking. But absolutely, in historical terms, unpopular—the most unpopular nominees of their major, of, of the major parties. Um, the fact that under those circumstances we are where we are—I'm really interested in the Gary Johnson number, which I mentioned earlier at nine percent. This is the Libertarian. Now, Libertarians tend to fall back to earth. Four or five would be, ter- you know, spectacular historically. Right. I mean, that yeah, would be but, a really but, big number. But right. it, I mean, it has the uh, this whole concept of well, you know, Texas is in play, which I just think is complete crap. Even Gary Morrow, if Hillary, Texas Clinton, was in play. Hillary Clinton's most legitimate ally, most serious, right. solid ally on the ground, no. said yesterday, yeah. it's not a battleground state. But this idea somehow that's being put out there that if the if if, if Texas Republicans decide to stay home or not vote straight ticket but vote for everything but the presidency, or some of them cross over and decide to vote for Johnson and Weld, or they write in Stickland or whatever, you know, um, that somehow Hillary Clinton's going to be able to have a shot. That's I just don't don't think that's legitimate. I do think that Trump has got. A problem here on Del- if he has a problem here, he has a problem elsewhere. Based on this polling, right now Clinton and Trump are very close in states like Kansas and Utah, Utah. Mm-hmm. yeah, where no Democrat has been competitive forever. Yeah, right. right. So 
there's really, I mean, the, the drum beats for this Trump campaign, based on what we're seeing here, what Patrick has described in Texas, where everybody's running in the opposite direction from these appearances, and in this Bloomberg poll, the drum beats are not good. This election is not over. But yeah. the well, if we take a step back on his yeah. Texas trip, the, the question to ask from the beginning is, wait, why is the Trump campaign trying to have a public event in Texas in anyway. the middle of June? Why, yeah, right. why do you need to, right? Why would I think, you need to? You know, to give them the benefit of the doubt on that question, you know, Trump, he, that, that is his, his, yeah. main, his main platform. Uh, for for media coverage, I mean, you know, so you know, I mean, that, that's it will sure. be covered live but and it'll be non-stop. Like, if this were, if this were yeah. a battleground state, the National Democrats would be having a real presence at the Democratic state convention right. this week, and they're not. Yeah, right. um, as as opposed to having like you know Bill Nye the Science Guy or Gallagher. <laughs> well, they don't the even have they don't even have Bill <laughs> right. Nye the Science Guy. No, they Patrick really was helpful. Bill Bill you almost get to wear Patrick's uh, One one last point. So the major Republican donors to major Republican candidates at the national level and at the state level in this state. Over the last cycle, mm -hmm. Kelsey Warren, Trevor Reese Jones, mm -hmm. Richie Ray, uh, 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 Hussein Ansari in yeah. Houston, uh, or uh, Javed uh, Anwar in yeah. uh, in uh, Midland, are these all people writing checks to Trump? Well, Ansari is on the the uh, Trump Victory Leadership Team, which is the joint partnership between the Trump campaign and the RNC to raise money. But he's been he's been quoted in media outlets saying, "Oh, they just needed my name." <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The most telling thing, the most telling wow. thing for the most telling thing for Trump, I think that would be a red flag would be that problem. Look, Republicans could nominate Obama. We're and for Hillary Trump. Clinton's going to lose Texas. This is not about Trump not winning Texas. Trump, ought, Trump will win Texas, whether by a large margin right. or a small margin. I think McCain won Texas by 11 points. Romney won Texas by more than that. Trump will win Texas, maybe not by as much. But from a fundraising standpoint, if he yeah. can't get to people who write checks to just pretty much anybody passing on the street – that's a I, that's a huge red flag. And, and the few who are stepping forward and whose names are coming up on these invitations are getting hell for it. I mean, hell <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, obviously right? political donors are hell pretty private people, and now they're you know right. businesses are getting scrutinized and whatnot. Right. right. We have a question from Facebook. Scott Medhurst Bray asks, "Does I'm going to vote for him, but not endorse him, mean other people shouldn't vote for him?" Uh, I think large, I think largely it means we're just covering our own asses. Yeah. I'm going to eat that pizza, but you can eat whatever you want. It's just I'm tepid for Trump. It's, you know, it's, yeah. I, when I, when I hear a lawmaker say, down. I'm going right. to vote for him, but I'm not going to endorse him, that right. to me, that's not them telling other people to vote for him. That's them right. just saying, this is my personal decision. Do what you want. what Paul Ryan said? It's, I'm not putting my name saying, on him. It's them saying, I'm not voting for Hillary. It's basically, I'm not putting my name on it. I mean, one of yeah. the things that Governor Abbott did in his speech and his subsequent comments on Trump is he doesn't say his name out loud. There's no video of Greg Abbott saying, I'm for Donald Trump. I think that's intentional. I think, you know, I'm going to be for the Republican. I'm certainly not going to well, vote for Hillary. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's like, right. I'm just not going to be in a position where you could accidentally take yeah. my tape and put it on right. your commercial. You have the presumptive Republican like nominee coming to right. what may be the most Republican state in the country, right. if not numerically, then <clears throat> sort of psychographically, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You have the Republican nominee for president who's running against the, the dreaded Hillary Clinton, enemy right. of all good, coming to Texas, is the governor going to appear with the Republican nominee or is he too busy? Oh, we've answered he this. He already yeah, said yeah. he's we've too busy. This. Yeah, yeah, he's not well, going to be yeah. appearing with uh, Trump. Um, <laughs> well, you think Abbott wants same, to be... And at the same time, you're going to send out an email as you did yesterday saying implausibly, give my campaign money 
because the National Democrats have made Texas their number one target, which is plainly bullshit. Well, that's just, that's just a, fundraising. Trump has a way better shot of appearing with Rick Perry than he does with Abbott. Yeah. Where is Perry? If the National Democrats... He's, not, he's the in the VP well, waiting Trump line. Trump has right. also <laughs> told him he's not on the list, right? Right, uh, yeah. right but he could be, you know, veterans. He could if be the, AG. If the National Democrats truly made Texas a battleground state, Greg yeah. Abbott would be alongside Donald Trump at every stop mm-hmm. if he believed it. Yeah. Everybody's thinking right. about their own political futures. They don't think Trump right. has a shot, and therefore they don't want to be linked to him in any way. How many of the four of us here, show of hands, believe Trump has a shot to win the election? Has na- a shot? Nationally. Yeah, he has a shot. Oh, yeah, shot of course, nationally. Yeah. Shot? Very, not, very skinny. I don't think it's. You know, I don't think. He's I'm not win. giving him a shot. You think he has no shot to win nationally? Correct. I, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. The Democrats have Maybe to lose this. Maybe they haul Hillary Clinton off in leg irons. I, I, I think know. the Maybe. Democrats have I mean, to lose this. The map is theirs. Their candidate is better. The Republican candidate keeps blowing up, and and the support for him among his fellow Republicans appears to be thin. I mean, he's sort of got the, like the Robert Morrow problem, right? I mean, there if he wins, the Republicans are going to be like, over. He's gonna, yeah, right. Don't you understand? He has this how, place bugged. How? Yeah, right. He's now tweeting. This about is you. a bug right here. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. How quickly can they, you know, if, if, if there's even a chance that he gets elected, how quickly can we make sure we get in there and right. make sure we are the ones right. who have right. our hands on the wheel? Congress is going to give the nuclear codes to Matt McCoviak. I mean, the RNC <laughs> is what has basically like demanded he use a teleprompter, right? Right. I mean, you can't you can't break them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. And remember, this is the presidential part of his yeah. candidacy. Right. Oh, right. look, we have a Facebook comment from, from our Robert pollster, Morrow. Jim our Henson, pollster, yeah. saying the Bloomberg poll appears to be an outlier. Note that it's based on likely voters four and a half months before the election. I think right. that's a shot at you, Evan. Uh, is that right? Yeah. yeah four out of five dentists agree that <laughs> it, was, it wasn't, an, inter- it wasn't an Internet poll. Right. That's the problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's move on to another topic that's going uh, bonkers on our site in the last week, and that is the star test. And uh, I, I, I am precluded by the host of this podcast from having anything to say about this. You're a parent, so actually I do care what you have to say about this. But basically, the state's education commissioner has now said they are scrapping a whole bunch of star test scores, their standardized test scores um, that had parents up in arms over, you know, different ways that the there were scores that were lost. There were ways that the test was administered that were problematic. I mean, what is going on here? I I think he's been kind of smart about this. I mean, you got to unpack this. He, the education commissioner. Yeah, this is Mike Morath. You know, He's taken it as a, you know, first we have a vendor problem. This test is not being properly administered. I think his line was something like these kids should not be penalized for the mistakes of adults. Um, pretty good line. It is a pretty good line. Although and we're it, always pu- uh, you know, punished can, for the mistakes of our so parents. So there's an argue about, <laughs> argument about whether you ought to do these tests and if you do them, how they ought to be administered and how long they ought to take and all of that kind of stuff. And then there's a question about if you are going to do tests, shouldn't they be administered properly? And we're in the second question, and I think they're handling that Pretty well. The, and, it's the, a new, the, and it's a new vendor. The contractor here screwed up and, and made problem. a mess of things. Yeah. Let's and they said disclosure. The and, vendor is a, a financial supporter of the Texas Dream, and, and as was the previous and, vendor. But they but they they botched this thing, and so I think the TEA has properly said this is botched. Get out of it. It is. It's not a good test. It doesn't measure what we set out to measure. Let's move on and do something else. So what now happens to all those students? Is, something else is still well, they, a the big fifth fight. and the eighth graders. By my reading of Kia Collier's story. The fifth right. and the eighth graders are going to get promoted to the next grades, not held back by a botched test. By a botched test. What if right. they should have been held back? Well, then well, you'd rather you'd rather advance right. the ones who should have been held back than hold, hold back, back the students ones based on a bad people, test. The right? people and there are many, and the two candidates for lieutenant governor in 2014 were among them, including the current occupant of that office. Uh, the people who said taking the number of standardized tests from 15 down to five was not enough. 
right. in the 2013 session right. now have all the ammunition they need to go back to the legislature in 2017 and say, see, right. now the uh, next generation uh, committee on commission on assessment and accountability, whatever it's called, that Marath right. mm-hmm. headed for like a cup of coffee before Abbott made him education commissioner. There was a committee hearing on Monday at the legislature in which they said, don't walk away from the star test yet. You know what? It's an uphill battle for anybody who wants to advocate that point to a public that is increasingly skeptical of the of the trustworthiness of this whole process. Yeah, right. you know, I, I have to be honest. I hadn't really thought too much about this until I became a parent, and my kid is a long way from having to take standardized tests. How'd she do on her first start? Yeah, you play right. Mozart for her over the crib? <laughs> Not <laughs> exactly. put a golf club in her crib like Tiger Woods' father? Uh, Come on. Right, <laughs> Tiger Mom. Right. Uh, but Great I do, the, the theory of having my kid's sort of future determined by bubbles on a Scantron sheet, is that still how they do it? is really terrifying. Yeah, it's a shame she'll never have to take the SAT. Oh, wait. I mean, are, how, but this is a string on a sweater, yeah. isn't it? They're, they're going to get tested. And there's two things here. A is, are the kids getting educated, and how do you tell whether they're being educated while they're still in the process so that you can correct yourself if they're not, right? That's the first one. Right. The, the second one yeah. is, are the schools being graded as the kids are while this is in process and yeah. you know is there some way to hold the schools accountable and say are you doing a good job are you doing a good job right. in the same way that you do quality control on anything else and the question is yeah. how you go about it how much pressure is associated with the tests and how you handle things and so there's a content problem right. what kind of tests are we going to do how often are we going to administer right. them mm-hmm. and then there's this second problem which is what we're in which is if you are going to do tests don't screw them up. Acknowledging that this is the point in the conversation when any second now Sandy Cress is going to break down the door and insist that this whole conversation is stupid. Well, no, he's not. He's going to say you've got to be accountable, well, well, but you don't want the, to torture children. Interestingly right? enough, where I've, I've thought a lot about this over the last week, and what occurred to me, the weird – nobody I don't know, would have thought about it. I, I made this weird analogy to stop and frisk in New York. <laughs> intellectually – This is going to be good. <laughs> in, it is. Intellectually, you can go on paper – the argument for cops being more vigilant in deciding who is and who is not potentially a bad guy, you can go, eh, from a public safety standpoint, that's not terrible. But it's all about the execution and the implementation, which seemed in the New York case to be so inherently tilted in favor of racism that you go, I don't care what the intellectual argument is. You can make an intellectual argument that accountability is a good thing, but if, if, if the whole thing is effed up and it becomes more of a problem executed than it was before it was ever put into place. I don't care what the intellectual argument is. The people who want to walk up and down Congress Avenue and say to me, we need an accountability system. We have to be able to tell parents how kids do in school. We have to be able to judge which schools are good, which schools are bad. Is only as good as the mechanism to do it. And if the mechanism sucks, as this mechanism apparently sucks, then it needs to go the way of stop and frisk. Right. I mean, it feels like we're always on some kind of spectrum on this issue, though. It's, you know, the swinging back we and forth. We always have been, right. Yeah, between accountability and, you know, parental rights and, you know, sh- how hard should students be tested? I mean, where are we on the on the pendulum? Are we swinging a different direction now? I, you know, we are, you know, Texas had too many tests. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we got to the point where it was politically infeasible to test as much as the legislature the has suggested. The only bipartisan issue at the Capitol, right? It Nobody was, it was like everybody hates it. All the right. parents were screaming about it. The kids were throwing up in the trash cans, everything. I mean, it was a mess. And and they came back around and they said, okay, maybe we ought to test less. But you got to test some – got to figure out some way to test before the end of school. We have, we have right. an implicit test at the end of high school. You have a degree – Will the colleges take you? Which colleges will take you? What's the basis for them taking you? That's a test. 
But you don't want to find out at the end of the thing it was a good education or a bad education. You want to find out while it's still in process and you can intervene in an intelligent and effective way. And, right. they, and they're still trying to figure it out. But where this is complicated is they've now changed the requirements to graduate to make them easier so that you have a remediation problem at higher ed's doorstep. If higher ed will take those remedial students at all. The whole thing is messed up. Our friend Scott Dunaway asks on Facebook, uh, do you believe the state would consider bringing back Pearson? You know, I mean, this is a vendor problem. You know, they, they do this thing. This is one of my favorite vendor stories. They have a thing called rebadging. So if I have a vendor that's providing services to, say, Health and Human Services or the AG's office or something like that, and I've got 2,000 employees and they say, you're not doing a good job, you're fired, a new vendor comes in and immediately what happens is they hire all of the employees that I just fired. They give them new badges that say, you know, company A instead of company B, and they go back to go back to work in the same desk they were in before. You know, they'll hire Pearson or the same people working for somebody else. Right. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. If you have questions or comments, you can email them to tribcast at texastribune.org. We'd send, also send Cheetos to Patrick send Cheetos Svitek. to Patrick Svitek. Uh, you can also review us on iTunes. It helps us reach new listeners. So we'd love it if you helped. Uh, thanks to Shiny Ribs for our music. And on behalf of Evan, Ross, Patrick, and our producers Todd and Rodney, this is Emily. Thanks for listening. Texas talking. Please tell me. Oh, God, I was going to say, please don't tell me it's Cheetos. No.